Up next, uh, coming uh, on the show, rather, is uh, Dr. Lerato Dikobe Kalane, who is a psychiatrist and member of the South African Society of Psychiatrists. And this Sunday marks World Mental Health Day. And we now have practitioners in the sector who are looking at the role that traditional healers can play in the early detection of mental illness or perhaps uh, of identifying rather mental health issues. Dr. Lerato, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning. Thank you for the invitation. Yes. So let's talk about just the the thinking that um, your sector is having and perhaps even from the perspective of uh, the South African Society of Psychiatrists, the role that traditional heal- that you believe traditional healers can play. Is it in dealing with mental health issues as in uh, identifying them, diagnosing them, treating them? At, at which point... Um, do you think that traditional healers should be brought into this conversation? Mm. So when we look at the, the numbers of, of registered psychiatrists in, in our country, we are far less than a 1,000. Um, and then we look at the number of, of traditional and faith healers, way more than 200,000. So when you are in a community where there is one or no mental health facility, and there is a traditional healer or two or faith healers, a patient who is having a mental affliction of any sort, if they rock up at their traditional healer's office, with good collaboration, a traditional healer or a faith healer would be able to deal with minor, say, a mild um, depressive episode or a mild anxiety episode that they could be able to deal with in their practices. But when a patient comes in, say, with a florid psychosis or with a bipolar disorder, because of that collaboration and, and the summer vacant that we hopefully will be having with our traditional colleagues, they would be able to out-refer to the appropriate Western doctor. Currently, one would imagine that there are already a number of cases that traditional healers are dealing with that fit the uh, you know, d- description of, of what you have said. Would you be wanting to specifically train traditional healers um, for, for some of these, these clients? Mm. I wouldn't say train, but we could have an exchange of knowledge. There's a difference because if we say we are going to train traditional healers, we are then assuming that our education is more superior and it's not necessarily the case. Mm. So we should be having a mutual exchange of information so they can learn from us, we can learn from them. There are a lot of people who have anxiety disorders that are being treated by our traditional counterparts. And I'm sure some of them are really being treated quite effectively. But if there can be a collaboration, mm. they, they, they can then be that back and forth between Western and traditional so that a person can then be treated holistically. It sounds like it's such an easy thing to get done. <laughs> and yet, on, on the other hand, uh, I'm well aware that when it comes to treating patients, especially for registered doctors like yourself, there is an issue of accountability, that there are different bodies that you have to answer to for every client that you see and the kind of you know, medication you're giving them, the kind of treatment you're giving them. How would mm-hmm. that work? 
um, where you are then involving um, a sector that is largely operating in what is regarded as, as an informal market. Mm. So in my fraternity, you're right that we, we've got governing bodies and we have codes of conduct that and, and that allow us to have that accountability. And I do believe that with the traditional sector as well, there, there, there is a move towards formalizing the practice of, of traditional and faith healing. And therefore, certain bodies are being put into place in order for people to then be accountable. But for example, if a patient is referred to my office by a faith healer, once the patient is a patient in the practice, I am accountable for whatever I do, whatever intervention I give. But if a patient is in a practice of of an alternative healer, they have to remain accountable. How is is it going to be to to draw those lines? And, you know, we'll continue the conversation in a bit with Dr. Lerato Dukobe-Galane. And we're looking forward to World Mental Health Day. It's coming up uh, on the Sunday. And basically the conversation now is how can traditional healers be brought in uh, to play a greater role when it comes to helping treat patients with uh, men- mental illness and you know those that are grappling with with various mental health disorders what role can they play given the fact that they have access to a significant number of the population we'll take a quick break and i'll continue with dr lerado after this the talking point with kathy motlasana weekdays 9 a.m till midday we continue the conversation with Dr. Lerato Dikobe Galani, and she is a member of the South African Society of Psychiatrists. And Dr. Lerato, I was talking about, you know, where where one would need to draw the professional lines effectively mm-hmm. on both ends, on the part of the traditional healers and also on the part of uh, the psychiatrist, because again, the methods of treatment could well be very different um, for what presenters as, as, as similar cases? It's, it starts, Cathy, with, with communication and mutual respect mm. of each other's trade. If a patient comes into my practice and I then pick up that this that may be looking like a psychotic episode is actually having something to do with a calling, holotwaza, then I need to respect my patient's culture enough to say, I can give you medication that can help you sleep better at night, that can alleviate some of the discomfort. However, the root cause has to then be treated by the appropriate practitioner. And then the patient goes to the appropriate practitioner. Are you finding a a lot of cases where people are coming to psychiatrists for assistance and you know it's not the it's effectively not the right kind of assistance because Mm -hmm. the ways in which they need to be helped are not the ways in which you can necessarily help them yeah there i I can speak for for myself for Mm. for some reason um maybe it's divine intervention for some reason I do see quite a number of patients that would come to my practice presenting either with, with an anxiety disorder, depressive disorder. And, and as we get into our therapeutic relationship, 
um, and, and we talk further and you try to get to the root cause of these uncomfortable symptoms and we are able to then find out that actually they've got a calling that they have not been heeding um, and you know they've been trying this failing trying this failing and then because in my practice I, I believe in a holistic treatment of a patient. I'm able to freely have that conversation with my patient, irrespective mm-hmm. of whatever faith they may come from. You know, I always tell people that, look, I am Catholic, but I'm an African child before I was Catholic, before I was a psychiatrist. So how do I then or somebody else's cultural beliefs? Mm-hmm. So I include that in my treatment. So it's a bio psychosocial, spiritual approach. The biological part, that's my playing field. I take care of that. The psychological part, I take care of that, or the psychologist that I work with takes care of that. The social aspect, I rope in our social worker. And in the spiritual aspect, we then involve the family to say, please assist your family member. Please take them Please take them where they can find the appropriate assistance. Mm. Does that mean that you've had to appraise yourself with, um, you know, with the different processes that are linked, as you were saying, to a calling that are linked to even, you know, what what happens in in the religious sector, so so that you you're able to to direct give give people a direction. Mm. I consider myself very fortunate that. I grew up as an African child raised by spiritually gifted women. I grew up in the church having attended Catholic schools. So that's, that, that's my advantage. But one doesn't necessarily need to have had that exposure to, to alternative healing to, to have respect for someone else's cultural beliefs. If, you, if one can just say, I respect that there are certain aspects of people's mm-hmm. cultures and traditions that I may not fully understand, but I respect that they are people of that belief system and, and not rubbish what people bring to you. All right. Let me go to Musi. You're calling us from uh, KZN. Good morning. Hello, Musi. Yes, hello. Yes, you're on the radio. Yes, I, I I just want to say that I'm so happy to listen to the lady. She is one of the very few transformed uh, Western trained um, uh, medical specialists because there seems to be an issue over the years that uh, if you are trained on the Western medicine, you undermine the African traditional ways of curing some of the disease. And uh, she is correct that uh, some of the things that uh, she comes across is divine intervention and traditional healers. And the same with traditional healers, if they cannot be able to, to cure, they must refer it to the Western. Because anyway, medicine is just medicine. Whether it is called African or Western medicine, it, its purpose is to cure a sick person, and I wish her everything of the best, and she must take it to the social media, to other platforms, and educate other specialists so that our people can be able to be cured easily, because mental illness are easily cured as long as you can identify what is the root cause and refer to the right people. Thank you very much.
All right, Musi, thanks for that call. Dr. Lerato? Musi. It's it's not really a matter of of transformation. Um, Like I said, I'm I'm an African child before I'm a Western doctor. And it's really about a personal choice that you make. Do you choose to embrace yourself holistically or do you choose to, to, to shun that which you are? So I choose to embrace me as Mwana Musoto. Mm. Do you find that, that, that your way of thinking, is that something that is widely uh, acceptable within your, your community in as far as mm. pro- that's professionally that is? I think like in any professional body and communities, there will always be people with different um, thoughts and, and different opinions. Majority of my colleagues, I believe, do respect people's cultural differences and do not claim to be know-it-all on, on, on people's belief systems. So it, it is, a, I believe, I choose to believe that we are open-minded as mental health care providers and we are very embracing and accommodating of people's differences. So, so what happens now? Is this just uh, a, an idea that you're putting out for a debate within the public space or is it something that's actually going to be acted on? Are there steps to, to open mm-hmm. those lines of communications between yourselves and uh, some of the bodies that represent traditional healers? Yes, we have already started, um, especially through CESOP and SADEP, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, where we have small workshops or dialogues where there will be that exchange of information between Western um, traditional and, and faith healers. So we've started with that. And I know also in psychiatry, there have been papers that have been put out, colleagues are doing research, looking at you know how to collaborate between the two um, models of, of medicine. So definitely, you know, there is work that is being done, but with platforms like yours, I'm hoping that it can spark a revolution and, you know, start making us open our mouths and start talking to each other, you know, foster that relationship of mutual trust and respect between the the, the two sides, maybe not sides, but the two um, practitioners, Western versus traditional and faith. All right, Dr. Lerato, let me thank you for your time today. Thanks for coming on to the Talking Point. Uh, I wonder what you make of that. Uh, can take your WhatsApp voice notes and messages on 0614-104-107. It's 11 o'clock. Luanda has your latest news update.